Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Look, uh, ball player, ball player, no watching from the side. Said that you got him next, well, go ahead and show him why. No limits in the sky. Go ahead and take your shot. This one is for the city. What up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Up Next, the podcast where we tell you who's up next in youth sports. And of course, we also bring you the biggest players in the youth sports game. And we have definitely one of those again today. Um, But first, of course, I'm Jamal Murphy and I got my co-host extraordinaire, Khalid Green in the house. What's up, man? What's been up? Peace, man. I'm just, you know, living. Happy to have a brother up here, man, Munch, you know, the legend himself in New York City, PSA yeah. Cardinals. So, you know, we just want to kick it with the brother and and see what's going on, man. No doubt about it. Like you said, we got Terrence Munch-Williams, exec- executive director of the PSA Cardinals. I'm sure you heard of him. Um, he's been there. He's been the executive director since 2008, I believe. But also he has a new book out. Um, it's called Our PSA, a public service announcement on mastering your personal evolution. So we're going to talk to him about, uh, you know, what he's doing, how he got to where he's going. And, and of course, the book. But Munch, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Man, listen, the, ple- the pleasure is mine. Kay reached out and I said, oh, let's do it. You know, this is the first first podcast interview or anything of that sort in, re- in relations to the book. So, I mean, these these things are good, good connections, I think. More important than than just selling books is the networking and the co- the connection and and just making sure everything is 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 symmetry. You know what I mean. So this is this is good. This is a, this is what it's about. Um, trying to spread the word and and just make it bigger than basketball. Yeah, no doubt. So let me deal with the the book first. So what made you? Because from from my understanding, it's not even about basketball. The book itself is not about basketball. Obviously, okay. you've made you know you've become a legend in the basketball sphere. Thank you. What made you want to write the book? Um, I mean, I just I'm a person who who I like to be versatile. Um, I'm always going to try to be a chameleon. I'm always going to try new challenges. And I think a lot of times like like Kay been on vacation when you go on vacation. Hmm. A lot of times you get some downtime to start thinking about things that you want to venture off into and challenge yourself. And um, at this time, COVID was around. Right. And Mm -hmm. for me, I'm always going to be someone that likes to chop up my hours in the day. So I just said, like, all right, I'm I'm a person that writes in a journal often about my thoughts, about what's going on around me, what I see, and try to keep those visuals. And we just was in the house doing COVID and trying to figure out different ways to to keep your mind sane and, and active, right? And started writing in a journal and then started to express things that I've seen as a as a young black man and, and boy coming up in, in the world we live in. And I just started having a, a basically a journal entry every day. Um and the book kind of just became something real organic for myself. It, it was a bucket list. Um, I didn't set out to say, hey, let me become a bestseller or let me let me search for this demographics or anything of that nature. I just woke up every morning and just like I do my, my, my read for the day or my exercise for the day or my prayer for the day, my meditation for the day. This was another another thing on a, on a kind of like part of my to do list for that daily structure. Um, and then when I went into it, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna do this, you know, and came up with things I wanted to talk about. I wanted to write about, and I thought it connected to the, to the young man that I, that I service on a daily basis and, and the humans that's around me. Um, and I just wanted it to be unique. The thing that's a beautiful 
situation is it can't lose right like when it's coming from from the heart it coming from the soul and and there's no expectations right like i feel like just it in in itself when someone of my stature and in, in the grassroots field decides to do something outside of grassroots it's kind of like a shocking thing but if anybody knew my background with you know i'm i'm into education you know i, I got a bachelor's degree in sociology, I got a master's degree in early childhood education. I got a second one in uh, building leadership. So I'm a constant in education and athletics. So this was this was kind of in my wheelbarrow of just something to try, right? And the the, the easiest part of the process was the part that I can control, the writing of it, the 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 mission, the thoughts, and then the hardest part I learned later was like once you decide to try to publish it and edit it and how you want to go about that process was like a lot of out of, out of your hands. So right. yeah, man, this, it, it came from, I call it a COVID baby, right? Like some people were physically making babies, like literally. <laughs> and right. I was trying to, I was trying to create something that I can remember that time. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I, it, it's, it's amazing because I'm, I'm hearing myself, Jay, when I'm talking to the brother, because I did the same thing much. I wrote a book, um, is probably going to be published in the next month. So that's why I was so excited yeah. when I saw you wrote. I was like, damn, this shit is crazy that the brother wrote a book. And it's same thing, Munch. It was during COVID. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm, you know, like you, and I'm hearing you now that you seem like somebody that takes advantage of time. You don't like time and take advantage of you. Of you. So yeah. I, I understand where you're coming from. So again, brother, I, I, I just got to commend you because when you started talking about the editing and, <laughs> all the other stuff i'm like yo yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm i mean it was my first time writing the book too much and it's overwhelming the other part is just like it's crazy yeah you don't even understand how tedious it could be man and and i think when when i dropped the 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 track on on twitter and announced that it came out just the homies from the block was like whoa we here you know what i mean right, like oh right right we did something like you right. know what i mean almost like the, the rapper with his first album right <laughs> right right <laughs> right and i remember having the days where you talking to somebody from a, a publication in the editing process and they're like yeah you're gonna be book number 40 we come out in four years i'm like oh no no like i don't got time for that like i gotta be <laughs> 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 like this is this is this is in the pocket we moving on to something else you know what i no mean no question no if question had another one i'm like nah i gotta go do something different like i'm trying to <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to learn how to ski or something like right. <laughs> I got to like you said, I'm trying to maximize every minute I have on this planet, man. And, and I had a couple of deaths this year in March from some close, close men of mine, Kashawn Hicks and, and Jason Ford. So every day yeah. I wake I'm, I'm I'm at every minute. Like people yeah. would tell me, nah, structure like this man is not playing with his minutes. So I was just happy to, to get it out and, you know, throw it on Amazon and you guys know the, the the process of that. Like, it's not a money grab. It's more like a, you know, you want to come out with something that you could you could look back later and say. And I'm still learning about it, right? I'm right. still learning the ins and outs of this book thing. You know, like if I watch, I looked at a lot of books and I said, they use certain people's faces. Like if it's a Michael Jordan book or if it's a Bo Jackson book, but Bo not writing it, right? Like right. he might be speaking about it, but he not writing it. So I feel accomplished that I was able to sit down and write it and, you know, mess up and fix and, and turn and, you know, just do something that like, I don't know if it's ever been done. Right. Like right. from a, a grassroots director or 
definitely not an African-American. Like, you know, it's just, and that's great when you, when you kind of the first person to walk through that, through the shadows of death. <laughs> right, know? right. More than school, man. The tunnel yeah. is good. Indeed. You know? It's a big deal, though. It's a big deal. I appreciate it. So, so if I had to ask you what what what's the book about? Yeah, what would you say? Because it's not basketball related, but I, but I have a feeling that it's all connected. Yeah, it is. It's 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 kind of like giving people a snapshot of my journey right throughout life. But the way it's designed, it's it's a journal entry. Um, there's a hundred and some odd journal entries. Each journal entry is let's say like a fifteen minute read. But then it's a it's an endless conversation piece that goes along with it. Right. So the way it is, is you have all of these different topics of things that we go through as black boys, teenagers and, and grown folk in, in society. And a lot of it is kind of generational. Right. Where you see it happen over and over. It happened to your uncle. It happened to my uncle. It happened to me. It happened to my nephew. Some of these things are coming up often and, and, and very. And then what it does is it gives you a topic gives you the situation and nine times out of 10, the situation occurred with me. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it gives you that adversity in the situation. But the tricky part is it gives you a multiple choice element. Right. Mm -hmm. So every single situation, it allows you to say in that situation, I would have did a, would you do B? Would you do C? Would you do D? Right. Now I don't give you the answers to what I did, what I want to do. And at the end of it, it has a moral story. Right. So, the way it's designed is if all three of us are reading the same topic for the day and you could jump around, right? You could say, hey, I want to read about, you know, is blood thicker than water, right? And that might be topic 75. And you look at the table of contents and us as brothers say, hey, as I'm as I'm sipping my coffee in the morning or as, as I'm on my way to work, this is a 15 minute read. But once one person say I would have did C and the other person say I would have did B and somebody say I would have did A, we got a whole conversation to happen, right? And we sharing knowledge. And we're giving our rhyme and reason why that why I would have did this. But more importantly, for the young, the youngest that's coming up, when they see it and they read it, they might be in that situation and say, hold on. Before I read this, I would have did A, but now I think I'm going to do C. So when it does happen, I'm not overreacting. I, I already processed that. Right. Like a common denominator is being pulled over by the police department. Right. While we driving. That's that's been going on forever. Right. <laughs> right how we handle that situation is so vital because it can end in death or it can end with you walking away safe and sound. Right. But as we going through that, it's these obstacles. Like you, both of you guys might've been pulled over before. Same thing to me. So, I mean, you have topics like, you know, that's, that's in the education field, right? It's, it's one topic that I love. It's called, um, the title is just, just pass and pass. So like the basketball element to that is when you in, let's say you're in middle school or high school, Right. If you're a big time um, student athlete, they're going to pass you if you're in a public school system. Right. right. Come to class, you dominate on the basketball court. That's the con quote unquote pass. Right. And now you're going to pass the class. Right. So that that that's been going on throughout generations. Right. We know that in, in certain educational institutions, even in college is going on. Right? right. So what happens to me in that situation is I'm kicking on ass on the basketball court in high school. And I'm passing, right? There's people are bet the security guards is betting on the games. They bet on <laughs> right, like, right. Yeah, this, that, and the third. So in the storyline, one my math teacher at the end of my senior year. Now, granted, my high school eligibility at that point in time of May is over, right? I'm done playing, got nothing right. left. So he fails me, gives me a 58. And now I'm shocked because I've been going to class once or twice a week, 
right? I'm doing what the typical inner city kid is doing and getting over, right? So now I got these options. Do I A, go see the principal and say what's going on? <laughs> Do I B, drop out and say forget the diploma? Do I C, take ownership and go to summer school? Right. Or do I beat? Do I D go to go to the teacher and ask for some extra credit and try to talk my way out of this situation? Right. But the more the story is never let somebody belittle your education because mm. it's going to come back to haunt you and they're going to stop that situation at some point. Right. Yeah. So these are things that our young athletes are going through in the educational system. But it's being manipulated because we're not challenging them and they don't know no better. They think they're getting over. And right. it happened to me. It's happening to youngin. So. Though that's like one of the type of topics that when it happens, you're going to have a conversation, right? Somebody, man, I'm going straight to the principal. He's right. going to fix this, right? Somebody else may listen. I don't got time for this. I'm out, man. Forget it. Keep your diploma, right? So it's those type of scenarios, but it's a hundred and some odd. And then it's always the, it's the fork in the road for my life. There's the, the, you know, letter to my younger self to keep going. And, you know, honestly, I'm trying to be that example for, for kids from the, from my, my demographic, from where I grew up, right? And hey, man, if y'all looking at me now and you understand how it, what it took to get to where I'm at, you got a head start, right? Like I come from, you know, you're going to learn in the book. I come from the from the food stamp welfare era, right? right? Like, you know, crack era and, you know, cocaine and all that type of stuff where, you know, I told my mom, man, listen, my hustle and my drive come from you. You know what I mean? Watching you, you know, take them food stamps and trade them in for them dollars, right? And Obviously, you get less, but, you know, that's I come from that. Take a can back to the store and get your five cents. And then right. what you do with that, you buy you buy your squeegee stuff and you and you and you <laughs> you wiping them car windows. Right. And now you got your paper route and, you know, you branch off to that, to, to the fast food restaurants. And then you go into, you know, you working in in you know, Old Navy or something like and it just kept going. But I understand that that mindset came from watching moms, you know, first of the month, figure some stuff out. Indeed. Right. So I think when people see me now, they like, there's no way you came from that, mm. you know? So when I'm dealing with my guys and kids that look like me, I, I don't have no excuses because I know they, they situation not worse than mine. You know, right. it's one of the things in, in, the, in the book is what is it like to be a fully function, functional homeless person? Mm. Right. Like people don't know I've been homeless three times, you know what I mean? Lived in shelters and have to go to high school like that. And then they find out, Hey man, you got the same clothes on from yesterday. And you in you in the middle of high school, how you gonna handle that? Right? Or mm. you in a space where you're the first one in school, the last one out, you going to the local community center, you going to the local Starbucks, all of that stuff to just try to hide the fact that you got nowhere to go at mm. the end of the day. So, like I said, it's a bunch of stuff like that, man. That's peace. That's peace. To say the name of your book so everybody can hear. Man, please. Our PSA, our PSA. Like it's obviously on Chantra on on you know, on Pro Scholars Athletics, PSA, public service announcement. And the hour part comes from, I want it to be something that everyone gets behind. Like, it's our book, right? Like, no, nobody I grew up with is like, hey, I'm writing a book, man. You know right. what I mean? Right. So it's ours. It's, it's what right. we, it's what we going to make it, right? Like, right. everybody that's going, that's going to get it. Everybody that's going to read it. Everybody that's going to pass it to the next man. Like, I don't care if you photocopy and we'll send it. Like, it's ours. Let's, right. let's do it, you know? Right, right. Well, mine is coming in the next few days, so I'm getting all my copies. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> mine is on the way, bro. Let's I wanted go. to, I wanted to have it right here with me, right now on the show, but it's all good. Man, listen, myself too. The crazy part is the way the Amazon worked out. 
other people have the book before me. Mm. Like the who copy, like one of my close childhood friends since nine years old, his copy came in today and he screenshot, sent me a picture. I'm looking like, oh, it's a baby. Right, right. You can't wait <laughs> okay. to have him, right? Man, listen, I'm not, listen, I just want him to get in people's hands and, and the love get shown. No doubt, you know? no doubt. So, so tell us, tell us about your story, you know, going back, um, you know, what, what made you like, what got you close to basketball? What made you go, th- go this route, education, basketball, all that, like, how did it all start for you? Yeah. Good question. I mean, typical growing up in the Bronx, man, like, you know, two older brothers, older sister, moms, you know, biological dad that I think is my biological dad. Right. On paper, I guess we, we'll find out soon enough. Right. That's the whole that's the whole entity in itself. Um, you know, went to the local junior high school, went to Taft High School in the Bronx. Um, you know, most people don't know that. Like, man, listen, that, that thing they was calling that training animals for tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. And I played ball there and that kept me out of trouble. And as I was there, I watched, you know, 96 percent of my, my, my friends drop out or fail off and not play. And, you know, I utilized that to. um to get to college. But in this, at the same time, I was in a program called scan supportive children, advocacy network. And we used to do a ton of uh, like rap sessions. Right. And every Monday when we do the rap session, it's crazy. Cause I went to the rap session because at the time they was giving tokens, right. Mm-hmm. You can get the tokens and they were feeding you. Right. So like I would go every time burgers, fries, pizza, tear it down, get my tokens, figure out how I'm going to use my tokens. Right. For really, for real life. And then get back somehow, some way the next week. But I met a me- my mentor, um, Marsha Scipio. I met her there. She was a Yale graduate, right? Sister, powerful. She's a pastor now. And when I met her, she was anti-basketball, right? Like she didn't know nothing about sports. She didn't care. She just took me under the wing and just was like, look, young black man, I got to help you become educated, right? And uh, the school called Holdenish School, it, it came to our rap session, private school. Um, and it came by the rap session and through the grace of God, the God, Mr. Peck, he had a conversation with her and said, hey, I want to invite him to, to, to the boarding school. Right. And that's in the book. So in the now I got the decision to make. I'm graduating high school. I'm not I'm not failing. Right. I'm all I'm all 75. Right. I got just enough for you to leave me alone and just <laughs> just enough to get through. Right? I got all 75. I finished up that math class in, in, in summer school and um. Now I'm at that fork in the road. I'm like, listen, I can go to Howard. I can go here. I can go there. And she sit me down and she's like, look, you know, academically, you're not going to last for two months. You you got to go to prep school. Right. So and this is why I tell people your mentors in life can literally dictate how far you go in this world. Right. And I got lucky that this woman came in my life and took me under because at that time she made the decision. She said, look, you you can't go to you can't go to college. So I'm looking at her typical teenager, like, you going crazy. What you talking about, right? I'm past everything. I got my diploma. I'm ready to go. So long story short, I ended up going to Holderness in Plymouth, New Hampshire. It's oh, four black people up there, right? right? <laughs> First day, and she dropped me off. She, I sleep the whole ride. It's about a seven, eight-hour ride. She take me up there. She like, wake up. You at your new home, right? And I get there, and... I'm shell shocked. You know what I mean? I'm thinking I'm hooping and then come to find out. Most people don't know this. I do my junior year and my senior year over. Mm. So this is crazy because I'm like, hold on. I've graduated. Like this wasn't like a fluke. You know what I mean? I did that 
But when I sat down, I realized I didn't remember nothing. Right. Like I was just going through the motions to get that number on the report card right. to get home. But my retainment of information wasn't there. Right. My foundation was was ferocious, ter terrible. Right. And I get there and, you know, shell shocked, learning new stuff, wearing shirts and ties, meeting first time in my life, meeting white folk. Right. Different cultures, different movements. Um, basketball was was bad. I was dominating that. But. I became competitive academically, right? And that was the that was the, the light that went on. I remember getting that that 47 in Spanish and after I studied and I came to the room and broke down crying. I, before that, I probably never cried, right? Like like crying tears of failure and and you know, confusion. And I get on the payphone at the time, it was payphones, call my brother, and I'm like, yo, I'm coming home. And you know, I'll never forget, he said, coming home to what? What are you talking about? It's nothing here, right? And at that time, I'm living in a one-bedroom apartment with my mom, right? My sister's living on a cot with a newborn. Myself and my and my second brother, middle brother, we basically trading off every night. He's sleeping in two chairs put together with no cushions. I'm sleeping on the cushions with the floor. And you know what that looked like. You dodging anything and everything that comes through, right? right. So mom's just making it happen. And he like, bro, it's not in here. What are you talking about, right? Hang up that phone, buckle up. Time to, time to make something happen. And throughout that journey, two years later, I graduate and I go to Wesleyan University in Middletown, Connecticut. Now, this is no joke. For me, I'm looking at black women. Like, I've been up in New Hampshire. Nice. There's no Nongs up there. It's no Sinai-Lathans running around. Like, <laughs> I don't see nothing. I go on my recruiting trip, right, for basketball in Connecticut, and all I'm saying is, this is so crazy, I'm looking through a mirror as the coach is talking to me in the cafeteria, and all I see is black, fine women behind me, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm looking through a mirror, so it looks like it's double. Right. And I'm coming from nothing. Like, it's just nothing, right? So I'm like, and I'm thinking, I'm a mama's boy at that time, still to this day. I'm like, I'm gonna be closer to the crib. I'm, I'm here. Let's go. Sign me up, right? Do my, do my four years in college. And what I learned is when I got my acceptance letter at, at Holden, it's, you know, from Wesleyan, when it came in the mail, all the kids was kind of like jealous. They had animosity. And they were like, man, how'd you get in there? I didn't know I got into baby Harvard. Right. Like right. I had no clue. I just was a good student at the time. Good right. basketball player. And now that I understand it, I'm like, yeah, you got to use this basketball thing, man. You got to figure this out. Um, Had great mentors there. Right. Mr. Furlong, Mr. Furlong, Mr. Bryant walking me through it. Kid. Mr. Furlong, Mr. Furlong with the pen. Right. Mr. Bryant with the brown. So you talking about I had Yale, had pen, I had brown. Somehow God is like, I got you. Right. right. Like I got you. So I do that. Come out, come out of Wesleyan. It's crazy because my last year, I'm being a ticking time bomb on the basketball team. Me and the coach get into it. It's going to be in the book. Middle of the game, I'm like, man, I'm out. Storm out. Throw my jersey. You know, typical right. ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ignorant. And I never come back. But that was the reason that saved my life, though, because had I kept playing, I would have never got serious about having a job. Right? At that point in time, I always remember Bro, you can't come back to the block with nothing to show. You got to get a job, right? right? So go to the um community, the, the job affairs office, 
And they just asked me, like, what you interested in? I'm like, I like kids, right? I like, I did all my summer camps and deal with the kids and I like ball. And they, they introduced me to this program called Teach for America, right? And they like, mm. you should apply for this. You probably be good. Now, me not knowing Teach for America, you got to go through nine different interviews. You got to go small, small group interview, large group interview. You're doing a ton of stuff, right? All I heard was they pay for your master's and you could come back home, yeah. right? So I end up doing Teach for America. I end up teaching, right? Elementary school. So I knew I wanted to come back to the block. I want to get young kids. So I taught first grade. And when I thought about it, I'm like, man, a lot of kids grow up and they first example of a strong black man doesn't come for a long time, right? So I want to be that guy that they see. I'm young too, right? I'm fresh out of college. Most of them don't pops not around or pops running the streets or, you know, dudes just running in and out the crib, six, seven years old. You don't know what's going on. So I looked at it like this is my opportunity to showcase a strong black man early in your life. Right. So I taught first grade, first year, kicked my ass left and right. Right. I was learning on the fly, just like anything else. Second year, I got into it, figured it out. Right. Started started clicking. I took everything comes back. The time, time management, the the the, the right. focus. Level, the, everything just keeps coming. So did that. Then I was a dean of students. Fast forward, assistant principal. Fast forward, you know, go back to scan, work as an educational coordinator. Then shift from that, maybe a year in that in that pocket. At the time, get my second master's while I'm working there. Um, then from there, they gave me the building. I become the, the building up, building manager, right at the at the local center that I grew up in. So now I'm super passionate about that, right? I'm in there every day, all day, um, right in my community. So I go from that, we build, we build Team Scan, right? K starts seeing what's going on with that. Some young kids from, from the neighborhood, sixth graders. We build that thing up to a national power. That's PSA now. Everybody on the quote unquote staff, they really my brothers, right? We all got the same alignment, same vision, same, same mindset. We just like, look, we're going to do this ourselves. So now you got black owned. We, we got the non-for-profit paperwork going. Um, lawyers was nice enough to do the paperwork pro bono, switch the name, and like I said, we outside. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, we here now. Talk, talk about what you just said earlier, being Black-owned, because, you you know, we knew Heights. That's that's not Black-owned. We know that. The Rand's mm -hmm. not Black-owned. We know that. The yep. uh, I'm just thinking about all the, all the you know, programs on the circuit i think it, you're the it, only one right i mean myself and and well it's different now because lightning merged with new heights so right i don't i don't know who the captain of that ship might be at this right. point in time not my right. business right um, yeah i mean to 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 have it where you the you the, it's your name on the paperwork it's it's your brothers that's next to you every day i think what's so elite about what we do is if you just think about it from a logistic standpoint Black men normally do internships in big corporations, the Goldman Sachs, the Smith Barneys, right? All of these corporations, we do internships for free where our kids get a chance to look at us and say, that's power. We, we right. own, right? This is us. And no disrespect, majority of the time, the Caucasians are, are the interns trying to figure out how to come in and, and get to college or whatever it might be. Obviously we love all everybody and all races, but, it gives the kids the chance to say like, no, for better or for worse, the person, the people that's in charge look like me, right? right? If you're a parent and you, and you like, everybody's not going to be on the, you know, 
I'm with the black owned situation, but it comes with pressure, right? Like there's not, like you said, Kate, there's Nike's a big entity and everybody want that deal. So right. your mistakes that you can make have to be few and far, right? And you got to run it like a corporate 500 machine. So you got to have a smart, smart people around you that understand that. Right. And you also in a space where you can't do the same thing certain people can do. Right. right. But then you get, are you a sellout tag? Right. So like we have to make sure that we touch the community that looks like us. We have to make sure we got a certain amount of guys, kids in the program that look like us. We got to make sure that we're strong and powerful and we can't be mediocre. Right. Like it makes no sense to be black ran and black owned and be mediocre at this. Now you disservice the kids because they need to know what greatness looks like on a daily. So even when we go back to the book, this is for them. Right. Like those guys are like, hey, when we were going through the process, it was those guys calling me much when the book coming. I can't wait to read the book like we outside, like, let's go. Right. Like motivated me because it ultimately shows them, like, even though I'm a director, even though I'm coaching the team, even though I'm, I'm fundraising and everything that comes with it. Right. Keeping it doing, you know, keeping the non for profit going to the utmost and trying to be number one. I'm still going to find time to do something else in life. Right. If you want to go fishing, you want to play the saxophone, you want to do the piano, you want to be in photography. I'm trying to let you know, like, that's that's possible. And you still could be a five star. Right. Mm -hmm. It's for both of those. So I think me, us being, you know, I always say us because it's not me. Right. It's the dudes next to me and, and around me and with me. Right. Like they the ones who make it powerful. Right. Like so being one of the few African-American directors, like like you said, there's no high. The elevators at the top now. Right. Like you mess it up. It might not be another one of us for a couple of years. Right. And we got the saying now, 10 toes down, no merger. So why the why the the, the atmosphere and the culture is, is, is like, man, I'm getting weaker. Let me just lean on me. Right. And nah, we're not doing that. We got to figure this out. We yeah. got to stay strong. And, and it's a bunch of kids that don't want us to do that. Right. Family. You know? So, yeah, it comes with that pressure, but it also comes with that S on your chest, man. You could right. get to walk around and say, yeah, I hate you, bro, but you don't have no say so. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> your voice right. is 5% of what that man's saying. Right. You know? Right. And, right. and the kids and the families, when you can touch the top, like, oh, he the director, but he in my living room and we drinking red wine. Right. Like that's something. Sometimes they don't even touch the dude that's in charge. They don't know them. Right. And like once the kids understand, they they like, oh, no, my director is me. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? He the right. same. Twenty years older. Right. Absolutely. So, so how how did how did you become like how did you get PSA to become what it is? How, how did how did you get to greatness? I mean, you got all those the jerseys behind you. Talk about uh, the names though. The names Cole Anthony and there's a lot of names, bro. Them jerseys yeah. are not just no <laughs> mop jerseys. <laughs> they 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 flew it. I like right. to say, <laughs> like Stephen A. said, fluid. <laughs> fluid. Yeah, how, 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 did, how does that happen? Like, how, how did you do it? I mean, to, to make it as simple as possible, work every day, right? Like, that's the, that's the formula. Like, you can tell someone, this is how you do it, but they don't want to do the work. And for me, I've been blessed. Like, a lot of people think PSA munch and stop there, and that's the illusion. That's the magic trick. That's the rabbit in the hat, right? Because the guys that I'm with every single day for the last 10 years, these dudes are the brains in the, in the machine behind it. 
right? They 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 just don't like to be in the limelight, right? Like a lot of times you don't see them doing no interviews. But you know this, K, who booking the flights? Yeah, who booking right. the hotels? Who right. ordering the gear? Who's right. making sure they're eating right on the road? Like who waking them up? Who coaching them? Who 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 going to monitor them in school? Who checking their report cards? Who doing their recommendations? Like it's it's 900 elements to this process. So my team of guys, my family, my brothers, they elite and they and they bosses, right? Like I'm surrounded my I got I got lucky. I'm surrounded by dudes who are not yes men and will argue you to the death <laughs> to, to make it better, right? Like right. you have a perfect space when when there's arguments about how we can get better. Ideologies and how we go about things, not taking shortcuts, right? It's not the cool thing right now to tell kid, give me a cell phone on the weekend when we playing. Dudes ain't five years ago, dudes were scared to death to do something like that, right? Now you see all these programs trying to figure out how to mimic that in a, in a watered down version. They give me a phone for like an hour right. <laughs> before the kids flip, right? But right. point when you got all of these guys hanging up behind you, right? You got proof in the pudding. Got proof and then we waiting who, on AJ Griffin. Wait, who, 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 who you got behind you? Who you got behind you? Um, got Chris McCullough, Terry Laria, Shaq Diallo. Uh, who's this? Thomas Bryant, Ty Jerome, Amari Spellman, Mo Bamba, Elijah Hughes, Cole Anthony, mm-hmm. James Booknight, and then there's a blank case because because AJ Griffin should be in the mail. Hopefully, FedEx get themselves together. You know what <laughs> I mean? So you gotta wait some time to get it signed. So I'm patient. I'm patient. Right. And, and honestly, it's so much bigger than these guys. They give you the platform to say, look, we, we know how to finish the product. But it's the hundreds some odd guys that went Division One in the last 10 years. It's the it's the the consistency. Right. It's the 10, 10 guys a year for 10 years. Like, you know, what I mean, come on, man, that, that mathematics. That's, ain't That's a le- Yeah. Yeah. The math is not there's no line with the math. You know, we do the math every day. There's no line with the math, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell people I'm gonna go out like Barry Sanders, like go out and go out before they realize you left. You know what I mean? And it's funny you say that about the phone. Let me tell you a situation, Munch. So this this summer, I was taking phones, and somebody, um, one of my coaches, he said, "Yo, yo, this is what PSA does too," and I didn't know that. And mm-hmm. now hearing you say that, it. It puts it, it it puts it in a different light. I did not know that. Yeah, but he, yeah. But he knew that, and he told me that, and I was like, yeah. "Well, you know, this is for me. That's just normal because discipline is important, man." Yeah, because you know what you're trying to get away. You're trying to get them away from the outside noise, from the bullshit. Yeah, lock into what we're trying to accomplish. This, this, this is this is the butter time. Like he says, it's elite eight, final four. Indeed, I'm gonna get you to college. This ain't the time to play. Nah, you know, you had that phone all day during the week, man. When we get to yeah. lock in, what's going? What's your best shot at getting to the college? This your best shot right now. Right, we got to give it our all, man. Indeed. You know, and do research on it. Obviously, stuff like blue light and staying up and staying up late, and you know, just just the journey, man. These kids got nine people calling them all type of time during the night. Social media, I DM. tell you, yeah, and to your right and to your left, going to dictate your journey because you might be the best guard or the best person, and the two guards stayed up all night. And he's he's sick and tired at eight o'clock in the morning. You keep kicking it to him because it's the right read. Coming up short, air ball, side of the barn. Cause he's been up all night. Yep. You know what I mean? So we that that's a challenge in itself to, to to discipline guys, but when you take something away from them for a small amount of time that they value, 
But now what you've given them in return is so powerful, right? You've given them the financial literacy on the road. Yeah. You're talking about what is it like to invest money. You're talking about what is it like to buy your first car. You're giving them time to meditate, right? You're giving right. them ice baths and, and, you know, yoga sessions and film watching. And, you know, you got them reading reading on the road and, and, and having study hall hours. And you just, you replacing the phone with yeah. something. Now, Indeed. if you replace the phone, now you just, you just wilding. You, know? <laughs> you got a circus. No yeah. question. You got to replace it with something. And that's what we try to do. Replace the phone with something. No question. As, you know? as, as a black, you know, being black owned, obviously the kids with the kids you're dealing with are basketball in general is like you're, you're dealing with like 90 percent, at least black kids. You know what I'm saying? So what do you, what do you think is the, the benefit of having of you being or having you or, or a black person in that position of power? Um, and is there a difference in terms of do you think there's a difference in terms of how you know, how you treat them, how you care for them and that, that type of thing. It's definitely not a different because like, I remember a young kid, Joel Villa, Dominican kid came over in the sixth grade, spoke literally no English. Right. But phenomenal kid. Dad was a super, um, stay with us the whole ride, you know, went to Ithaca, graduated. And now he, he's running, you know, a business, learn English, Went to prep school, right? Got him in prep school. Well, first put him in Catholic school. Got him in prep school after. Like to see his journey, it's no, it's no race on that. That's just a journey, right? That's just a path, right? It's, it's you in a space where you want to see people win, right? He's no different than the kid Austrian Robinson, who we take from Harlem, right? And and he got you know a couple brothers, a sister, a mom, and we grab him at twelve and say, look, man, come on. We're going we're gonna to get you in a better school situation. We're going to put you in boarding school in Massachusetts. He go to boarding school. He go to junior junior high school in boarding school, right? Seventh, eighth grade. Then he goes to Trinity Paulin. Um, and he graduated. But he started playing football at Trinity Paulin. Kid ends up going to Ole Miss for football, right? And I remember sitting there telling him, football, man, you crazy. You're going to get hurt. I need you for basketball. He like, give me a shot, Munch. Just give me a shot, right? But in his journey, mom's basically kind of like, let me, let me, father him he living in my in my in my apartment going to school you know and, and when he repeated his eighth grade yeah i'm teaching him man get up take the garbage out do the dishes being in on time here's some money for breakfast let's get on the train let's be on time let's 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 study let's so his whole eighth grade year was almost like this is this is preparation for real life young fella but he from harlem joel from the bronx one one is african-american the other one is dominican then, then you're gonna get some caucasians that that they got same thing we all got problems man Right. Like I remember one kid coming over and he telling me I'm addicted to Red Bulls. And I'm like, what you talking about? And he explained it. I was with Team X. Not going to say no names. Right. And the kids would stay up all night. And because they would stay up all night, I would need to drink a Red Bull in the morning to be able to play. Goes back to what we talking about with the cell phones. Right. So now he just end up in the wrong crowd. So as you picking these units or teams, you got to figure out what fits what you trying to do. Right. Like that kid, he fit with us because he wanted the structure. Right. And he wanted he wanted the grind and he wanted the same thing. We doing community service. He in the middle of the Bronx handing out shoes. He in the, the soup kitchen handing out food. Right. He in the he in the shelter handing out coats like white, black, Latino. It's all the same to me, man. It's, it's, it's people. 
right? And you want good people around you and you want these journeys so they remember that. Right. When you first got on, you were talking about, you know, obviously there's always ups and downs, but, you know, you, you had all this success and it's just as hard to keep that success going. You got to work just as hard. Talk about that a little bit. You know, even even as, as successful as you've been, you still got to figure out new ways uh, to do things. Yeah, you got to reinvent. You got to reinvent yourself. You got the, the one thing I feel like happened to happen to us is when we got creative, people copied it in 30 seconds. Right. Like you like, man, this photo shoot we about to do this. Is, this is a dope idea. And you birth it. And then somebody snatch it in two months. You're like, damn, they didn't even understand how hard it was to come up with that idea. Like, you're in the game to bring something new to the game. It take a lot of energy to think it, to think about it and be organic and be just different, right? Trying to separate yourself, right? But then being on the top comes with a lot of animosity that I didn't understand, right? Like, before we had a Nike deal, I was just munch, what's up? Everybody got love. <laughs> the minute you got the deal, everybody looked at you like you stopping them from something, right? Mm-hmm. So like in the book, it's a, it's, a, it's a topic. And I say, looking at looking at another man that looks like you and it makes you feel like a failure inside. Because I've felt like I've dealt with that when another man is looking at me and saying he's successful, but he looks just like me. Like me and Kay could walk down the street and wear the same Nike tech suit. Right. The same fitted hat and a pair a pair of J's. But we all can have that. But the dude could be looking at you with animosity because he don't feel like he's that elite in his own self. So how do you cope with that when you just trying to live your best life? But now you're creating you getting enemies just because you shining. Right. Because you trying to put the work in to be great. So I think that that's something that a lot of us deal with. Right. And just the balance of being a normal human. Right. And, and, and trying to do this. Right. Like when people I don't want people just to be like my life was he was a he was an AAU director. I want to have versatility, man. I want to be able to say I was a teacher. I ran an after school program. I wrote a book. I, I you know, I ran my own non for profit. I want to do five more things like that in the next 10 years. Right. Like, hey, like, yo, I was an NBA scout. I would it all go together. Right. And right. That's the that's the journey and the path that I'm on. But I think what makes it difficult also is when you used to the drive used to be about, hey, I'm going to do this for the block. I'm going to do this for the hood. I'm going to do this for the for the borough. I'm going to do this for the city. Now I'm going to do this for the I'm, I'm dominating the country. So what's your why? How do you keep finding another why? Right. And now my why is simple. Get guys to college. And then when they was doing it and they graduating, you got to find things to motivate you right like somebody say something it's like what what i think mike said it like he just started making up stuff somebody said this about me and yeah, now i'm gonna yeah. dominate like yeah <laughs> i'm in i'm kind of in that space you know what I'm <laughs> so right. like when i used to joke about people posting stats like you post a stat yeah this kid have 15 and 7 but no one would ever post a report card right so we like ah, right, you know what let's try that let's post the report cards Let's post the GPA and see if they see if they follow that. Cricket. People follow that, right? They follow the basketball stuff, but they won't follow that other stuff. Right. So it, it's no shot at nobody. It's just when you're in a space and you know, like, I figured this space out, is how do you get more out of the space, right? What are you trying to do? Like, 
We done did a combine. We done did a high school event. We done did the prep school, you know, tour um, fairs and things of that. It's all attached to it. Right. And this is another thing that's attached to it. Just, you know, we didn't do we did podcasts like last night. I'm doing I'm doing a Zoom. People don't even know it's kind of behind the scenes. I just just tried it last night. It was I want to attach. I want to stay connected to obviously the alumni. Right. The brotherhood. So you take three guys from three different classes um, of PSA graduates and I asked them six questions, two questions a piece. We obviously recorded same thing we doing now. I give them six questions. A lot of it is PSA centric and what your growth mindset is, right? Can't have a fixed mindset. You got to have a growth mindset. So we ask them six questions. They ask me one question a piece, right? And at the end, you know, RIP, my guy, 40 passed. We ask them, hey, what would you have said to him if you could speak to him one more time, right? So they share that. But an example of a question would be, now that you're a grown man, what would you tell to your younger self about AAU basketball? Right. Mm-hmm. So last night we had Ty Jerome, we got Max Loka at Penn and we got AJ Hogarth at, at, at Michigan State. So Ty says, I tell my younger self, don't worry about the rankings. It doesn't matter if you're 40 or 43. Don't worry about the Jordan brand game. Like let the, the, the main thing remain the main thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can get people to have conversations about the current state of AAU. But from them where they already made it. Right. So I, 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 I want to do that now, like Wednesday nights, 830, kind of just shifting your mind to something else right so that's a good question man nice last question before we let you go you, you just mentioned it, the state of aau you know aau gets this gets the bad rap you know they try to blame every everything <laughs> everything wrong with basketball is because of aau what's your what's your take on that i'll give, I'll give you an example i've always been and the program has always been innovative right ahead of the curve in a sense and willing to try things. And you're going to fail sometimes, but we're willing to try things. So when the book comes out, you get the tag, he a hustler. He got a hustler spirit, but it's used in a negative conversation, right? Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, when a, a regular person writes a book, they're an author. People salute that. People buy those books. And that yeah. person's job... And into, and intellect, too. Yeah, yeah, he's super yeah. smart. Right. <laughs> and it's not shocking that he wrote the book. Right? right. But for me, it's, oh, you're supposed to be in this box. Right. You're supposed to be in this box and just coach a game. Right. Coach basketball. What you doing over here? And if you did that, it got to be a hustle behind it. And what you mean you're not writing about basketball? Get back. It's, it's what Brian's <laughs> saying. Right. Get back in that box and, and, and talk about basketball. So I started to listen and say, all right, why can't I be smart? Because everyone that comes out with a book, somehow you got to sell a book, right? <laughs> like, either you got somebody that's the publisher, the company, they selling it. Like, why did it become a hustle when you're like, oh, the next part of this process right. is to actually get it in people's hands? Right. So I started, I've been to all of these guys' offices, right? I've been to Coach K's office. I've been to Jay Wright. Every, every college coach in America, there's books in their office. Every high school coach, pretty much, there's books in their office. Boarding schools, there's books in their office. Something made you choose to buy this book. Most of them ain't good. They didn't write them. Right. So why when my book come out, or our book, our PSA comes out, does it have something that's like, what's the curveball? No, this is Mariano, baby. This is a fastball right down the middle. It's coming, <laughs> right? So 
that was the thing I took from it. Like, damn, no matter how much you accomplish, they always going to want to put you in that box. Like, it's, it's, hold on, you did what? Bro, I did something that a lot of other people did. And guess what? You supported them. Right. I'm looking at the book on the shelf. Right. <laughs> it's, it don't supposed to be a tug of war with people about buying a book. Right. And we laugh and joke about it. And they tell us you want to hide something from a black person, put it in a book. Facts. Trying to change that. Right. Like, which is why this, this, the structure of the book lends itself to saying, bro, you don't got to read for 50 minutes. Give me 15 minutes of your day. But analyze and think, discuss, open your mind up to just having conversations, right? Like, I remember when the Black Lives Matter movement was really, really heavy. And a big topic was, was white folk not understanding Black folks' is, is fight and struggle and, and how we went about things. And I think this book can open itself up to that, right? Mm -hmm. You go in the book and you start reading all this stuff that's going on, you like, oh, okay, I might be able to learn something. Go talk to some of your Black friends about it, man. Right. Like even from a male perspective, women to learn how, how we dealing with stuff. Right. Clear example, dealing with depression alone. Man, you know how many people coming out now saying depression, depression, depression. And we man, your mom will beat your ass. You ever say therapist. Right. right? Like therapy. Talk to who for what? And now we get to the point where we need that. We need somebody to talk to just to vent and, and get it out. So I, I say all that to say. The person that says hustler, the person that says gimmick, it's 212 pages in there. If I was hustling, I'll give you 40 pages and, and say you got to buy it because I said right, so. Right. You know right. what I mean? And right. if you don't support this, and this is the thing I say about even like when you do a gala. We've done one gala in the history of PSA, right? People do galas every year. Our thing was show the world what we can do when we don't got it. Prove it to them. You see the jerseys, right? So now, and you see the guys in college, when you come to somebody and ask for something, have proof that it works. Right. And then take it to the next level, right? And that's the thing about this book. Everybody going to get behind it. And then it's going to show the next director, the next high school coach, the next kid from the neighborhood that says, I'm going to go do that. You can do it. Shit ain't that complicated. If you really sit down and, and have some patience, right? But what we learned is, you got to be a hustler because it's something they don't feel like they can do, right? That that mirror. Because most of the people are saying, now I could just tell you something, man. You you know, Peter Peter Thompson, just write it down for me and go ahead. You take it from there. Use my picture and run with it, right? For, for you to have the discipline enough to sit down for better or for worse and actually finish something, you start and do it. Like, it's, it's the living example of PSA, right? Mm -hmm. It's Black-owned. It's self-motivated. It's in-house, like the cover is done by my guy, Andre Charles. That's that's my, my assistant coach, my brother that went to college with me. Everything done in-house. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like we we funneling this thing out to be like, hey, man, let me get the best cover person and the best editor. No, that, that thing all us. Right. You know, so it's a sense of, it's a sense of pride. So when KU said, once I bought the book, you don't know how that make me feel. You okay. bought it on the arm, right? Like. I'm buying it because I'm supporting my brother that did something that I wanted. I'm right around the corner, bro. Period. Let's go. Right? And, and that's what the energy is. It's not when they when they slow motion with it, I'm like, come on, this book $20, man. Yeah. What are we yeah. doing here? Like, and if yeah. you can't take 10 years of, of my blood, sweat, and, and equity with the rest of them dudes next to me, I know I done did so many people a favor. That thing should hit 10 racks easily on sales. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Just give right. me one book. Because y'all on my phone all the time. Right. Asking for me. You know what I mean? We, we we call that we said we you make your knowledge you made your knowledge born. That that discipline of 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 having that determined idea in your mind and then seeing it through is is the and now you got the full manifestation of it with the book. I know you're waiting for that book, that physical book in your hand, but yeah, it's a beautiful thing. You yeah. know, so so like I said, man, like I I was excited. I was excited because I know I know what it takes after doing it myself. Mm. I know what it takes so I was that's why I was excited for you because I'm like I didn't know you were writing the book. So the fact that you were writing the book and you put it out, I'm like, damn, I yeah, know yeah. It, I know what it took. It's no joke to to go through that process. And the question is the question is when, how, right? Yeah. Like when man got time. I see him. I see him out here. Like I see right. him working. Like, right, right, right. When he, when he wrote it, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. So yeah, right. man. I, listen, man. You see the t-shirts, man. We. We going no full fledged, man. We no we doubt. gonna do we gonna do a book. We doing book tours. We just doing everything we gonna do, man. We are gonna have no some signs, no get the t shirts out. But like I said, now the next step is take those funds and you and you and you invest in into stocks, right? right. Into to, into stuff, and you let that grow. You let Indeed. that grow. You play with that. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate y'all, man. Indeed. Nah, uh, I'm I'm, I'm, gonna, Copy, I'm go- baby. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to buy the book. No question. No, oh, no you hustle. Know going to buy the book now. I'm buying. I'm buying the book. No hustle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, man, this, this was great. Once again, this has been Terrence Munch Williams, Executive Director, PSA Cardinals. You know him. Uh, he's been there since t- uh, 2008. Created a monster and the new book, of course, our PSA, a public service announcement on mastering your personal evolution. Uh, hopefully we get you back on sometime soon in the future because this was great Uh, drop many jewels we'll definitely catch up with you appreciate it man I appreciate you brothers man thanks for having me much much respect brother All right, great stuff man great stuff definitely buy the book our PSA I'm I'm like I wasn't bullshitting I'm about to buy that no question (laughs) like you said $20 you could do you could do a lot worse for $20 I'll tell you that that's a fact that's a fact no no I really appreciate it you know, Munch sharing his story. I learned a lot about him. Um, um, strong character, strong brother. Um, um, I'm a competitor because I'm with New Heights, but I'm I'm definitely uh, somebody that respects what they've done. Anything that's that's governed and run by black men, I definitely support. Um, so shout out to Munch, man, and 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 go buy that book, man. And it was a pleasure having the brother on. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, of course, PSA, a lot of dudes have come through there and are still there. So on the basketball side, definitely doing their thing. I'm sure you have uh, you have uh, experience with that in terms of dealing with PSA on the basketball side of things. Yeah, I've, I've had good experiences. That's good. Year, that's good. You know, <laughs> from the eighth grade level. But no, nah, no. Nah, but, you know, the, from a high school standpoint. They are the, you know, they are the standard. So mm-hmm. I got nothing but respect for them. So. All right. All right. Uh, that does it for us. This was, a, like I said, a great episode. We'll be back soon, at least within a week. We got we got monster uh, guests lined up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, this is so, going to be an epic year right here. So stay tuned. Of course, you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, check us out on social media. Uh, follow us at Upnext pod on instagram and at up next underscore pod on twitter 
Uh, check us out on YouTube. Up next pod, we've been uh, we're putting more and more stuff on there. Uh, so you know, we got it going. So definitely, you know, get on the get on the train now. Indeed, and, and my book is coming out in about another month. Free game, a parent's guide to navigating black and brown children through youth sports and beyond. So yes, that's gonna be out, and we're gonna be pumping that. And um, but in the meantime, we're giving love to PSA. Definitely, All definitely. PSA. Peace. Peace. Practice make them perfect, perfect timing. Put me in my zone. Two, three, thirty-two, thirty-three like birdie two. Time to put on for your city when they never heard. To you, ball player, ain't no watching from the side. Uh, picking up them pieces, ain't no limits in the sky. Uh, said you got up next, but gon' show em why. Uh, one, two, that's a three. Now take your shot, ball player. Bishop Lachlan, purple and gold, that's a flex. Uh, Kylie Green, got me a scally before he left. Uh, Joe Cash, something like dollars on the check. Uh, they had then, I got now. Now guess who next? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.